Welcome to All About Books on NET Radio. I'm your host, Pat Leach, Director of Lincoln City Libraries. The American Library Association Notable Books for Adults list was announced on February 4th. I'm always eager to learn which books made the list since they are much of my reading throughout the year. While I was in the dentist chair at the actual time of the announcement, I sought it out immediately after. One of the first items on the list that was available right away at the library was today's book, Becoming Wild, How Animal Cultures Raise Families, Create Beauty, and Achieve Peace, by Carl Safina. This is the third nature book I've read in the last few months, and I was struck by several common themes. One, humans have tended to look for human things in animals and so have missed a whole lot. Two, for a long time, even though we saw human-like behaviors in animals, we weren't always willing to acknowledge that they could reveal motivations or rewards that were indeed very human. Three, loss of habitat and various human intrusions threatened the well-being of many animals. As you would guess, there's a lot of interesting interaction between those varied ideas. And another theme that comes up quite a bit is... How much is being learned now because technology allows observations that would have been impossible not very long ago? So all of those ideas are apparent in this book, too. Safina's overall thesis is that animals have very well-developed cultures, and those cultures deserve more study and respect than they've previously received. He describes how sometimes we believe that all animal behavior basically is instinct, which implies that animals are simpletons of a lower order. He would note that how animals live in their world is learned behavior, shared from one animal to another, from one generation to another. For instance, all animals must eat. But learning what and how to eat and where to find food is learned. All of this learned behavior combines to create animal culture. In an interview, Safina said this, Many animals must learn from their elders how to be who they were born to be. Culture has largely remained a hidden part of wild lives. We inherit genes, but we also inherit culture. And that is quite true for quite a few other animals. Skills, preferences, songs, tools, and dialects. Many young animals simply learn these from the adults around them. As they become parents and elders, the knowledge is passed along. He goes on, a surprising number of animals rely on learning the answers from others in their social group. They include various mammals, birds, fishes, even some insects learn things socially. The similarities between human and other species cultures are surprising. He divides the book into three sections. Sperm whales in the Caribbean provide the extended example of family culture. Scarlet macaws in Peru show the culture of beauty and chimpanzees in Uganda, that of peace. In each section, Safina spends extended time with nature scientists who work in the wild with animals, where they are able to closely observe their usual behaviors. The animals seem to become completely accustomed to having people around. Safina writes with a rich liveliness that perfectly conveys his enthusiasm for nature study. He provides the right amount of context and anticipates gaps in the reader's understanding. One of my favorite aspects of Becoming Wild 
is his utter respect for the scientists with whom he works. Here is how he describes Shane Giro, who has worked with sperm whales in the Caribbean for years. He writes, Shane is entirely present whenever we're at sea. He must be sure that his co-workers note the things that must be noted and that they are recording the sounds of whales when he needs their sounds recorded, that his drone is ready when there's opportunity for aerial shots to index the whale's body conditions, that the suction tags are prepped in case the sea slicks down and we get a chance at a close approach, that everyone's in a good mood and there's enough water and snacks. So he is scientist and business manager and mentor, and he's always paying attention. But there are moments, quiet minutes, while transiting from listening spot to listening spot, days without whales, and in the moments when he does not have to play manager, when there are no whales within sight or sound of us, then something haunts him. It's the possibility that the whales he's known will stop returning, the possibility that his sea of sounds will fall silent. At one point in his study of the macaws, Safina is dumbfounded by the way the researchers can identify the creatures they hear. He conveys a beginner's amazement at what an expert can discern. I was struck by Safina's reflections on the role of beauty in the world of the scarlet macaws. Why do they have such lovely colors, such extremely striking looks? What is the role of all that color? Why is it seen on both male and female? Why all that beauty? He writes, I think the evidence leads to a stunning conclusion. The world appears beautiful so that the living may love being alive in it. Life has developed and we have inherited a sense of the beautiful to let us feel at home in the world without further reason. Beauty is not superficial or mere or a luxury. Beauty is the birthright of living things. Imagine the unrelieved drudgery of a life without beauty. Subtract beauty, then consider all the grim imperatives and demands of finding food and shelter, competing, procreating. Who would want to bother? If a reader were to insist on a connection between beauty and survival, there it is. I sought out some commentaries on this book by experts since I'm not able to evaluate Safina's presentation in light of the science. One reviewer noted that she was at first put off by Safina's frustration in his early days with the chimpanzees. He at first evaluates them as way too testosterone-driven, using too much energy to enforce or gain alpha status. But then she notes, with some respect, that his point of view develops through his time with them eventually seeing chimp culture in a more complex way. In nearly all cases, my reading of books about animals leads me to ponder the human condition, and I did plenty of that in reading this book. Safina, a very well-regarded nature writer with a lot of experience in many different settings, makes a compelling case for the reader to grow another perspective. I recommend Becoming Wild, because it so thoroughly describes animal behavior in a way that values the animal and acknowledges and celebrates its relationship to the world around it, that is, its culture. The book is Becoming Wild, How Animal Cultures Raise Families, Create Beauty, and Achieve Peace, by Carl Safina, published in 2020 by Holt. 
You've been listening to All About Books on NET Radio. Podcasts of this and other programs are available online. Visit netnebraska.org slash radio. For All About Books, I'm Pat Leach. Thank you.